spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Welcome into DC On Screen. I'm David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about Supergirl... 106. What was the what was the title of this episode? Red faced? Is that right? Maybe I I don't I don't I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah, that's that's the, an awful. We'll go awful all friends name. with it. Just the one with red tornado. <laughs> the, the one with some vague approximation of red tornado. Yes. I know it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, should we just get that out of the way real quick? Red tornado yeah. looks shitty. Red tornado does look shitty. It's really bad. bad. Like it was a poor, poor, poor decision to shoot him in the daytime because he looked a little bit better at night. He did look a little bit better at night, but I think a huge and we've talked about this on the on I think one of the news episodes before when they released uh, pictures of this episode. Um, he he his costume looks kind of oddly Middle Eastern, like but like old school Middle Eastern, like Agrabah type crap, like from Aladdin. It's real Maybe. weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man, the fabric or something, but yeah, he doesn't look quite red. Right. Uh, he he looks sort of like a bad knockoff of the vision. It just he just looks real real bad. Just that real, was the ma- the major thing that stood out to us is yeah, he looked like a shitty vision. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like someone was just given that assignment and like $200 and told to do their best. Mhm. Pretty much. Hate that. And Red I'm, Tornado is so much fun and like by the time this episode's over, it, you know, you like Red Tornado's got the origin where he's he's a bad guy. He comes, he kind of you know fights his own programming, and then becomes a good guy. And then you know you love the good guy version of him. But at this point, you know you get towards the climax of the show, and Morrow goes down, and uh, you know for a second you want to think like, well, maybe he'll turn around. And then you really don't mm-hmm. want him to because he's just going to continue looking bad. Yeah, which um, he became sentient at the end of the episode, right before Supergirl blows him up with her heat vision. And by the way, that was an, that was an amazing scene, like from really her was, side actually. of it. Like it was really well done, and uh, really good music, but, as you said. Um, yeah, the music was like almost out of place. It was so good. Like I, but that's where the entire budget went for Red Tornado's costume. It was like, nope, let's get this score right. <laughs> I have to imagine that Red Tornado will come back at some point, somehow. Yeah. Um, I I assume that he looked pretty uh, blowed up, but. Well, sure, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be another prototype or maybe, like, the, um... I mean, he's a robot, so his yeah. sentience could have, like, moved on to, into another computer or something. Yeah, I'd like him uh, to actually be just part of the computers for a second. Maybe hang around there, help yeah. out, win, maybe, or something. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that even Dr. Morrow is, is really dead. He looked a little dead, too. I mean, he looked a little dead, but, I mean, 
I mean, this is like an old school Flash villain. This is like <sighs> John Broom and Carmine Infantino territory, like back in the old days of the Flash. I mean, he's one. Of, he's one of their characters, man. So right. I don't know. I I kind of can't believe they would kill him off. I at this point, you Especially know, only in episode since, six, like, I don't know how to judge that yet. I don't know if the writers are yeah. going to be the kind of people who you know you have to see the corpse, or if they actually will just kind of let people go. Yeah. I guess I Maybe don't know how they how they operate yet. Yeah, I I I, I don't know. I I'm. It's just one of those where I'm sort of. I would be surprised if they killed him off that quickly. Both of them, either one of them, whichever. Right. Um. But Red Tornado looked awful and. Morrow was a dick, and the only real reason I kind of <laughs> sympathize with Morrow and kind of believe in him as much as I do here is because General Lane is such a dick, and he's always been a dick too. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he, that's part of his like makeup. It's just always going to be that way. Right. My favorite version is Michael Ironside from Smallville. Just saying, but <laughs> <laughs> what ifs, guys? What ifs? Um. So. The, the beginning of this episode, I kind of... Okay, well, okay. The the cartoon assholes that Kara saved these kids from. Right. I mean, I was kind of... I thought kind of thought that there was going to be, like, some sort of, like, rage-inducing chemical in the air. Like, something happened to make them... Act. No, no. They're just assholes. Yeah. And those kids uh, have no moral compass whatsoever. Just no sense of their own... <laughs> Seriously. No. They, their life gets saved by a chick... And mm-hmm. the, some asshole gets out of a car and starts yelling at her. And, like, the kids have, have no idea who's right or wrong in this situation. They're like, adults are yelling. I don't know. I'm just going to film it. What mm-hmm. the hell, guys? Actually, that seemed pretty accurate. Well, that, that yeah. <laughs> now that I say it out loud. <laughs> now that you say it out loud, it does seem like... It doesn't... Yeah. It does flow a little better than I like it to. Yeah. Now, here's... here's here's Like, as soon as Kara said it, though, yeah. I rolled my eyes and went, oh, it's one of those episodes. <laughs> she says it's always men who go crazy behind the wheel. No, I, some of my some of my greatest villains at this point are certain drivers within my commute. Um, all who happen to be mm-hmm. men, it's, but come on. I mean, I you know have known quite a few women who get so furious behind the wheel. It's a little scary, right? Now, I mean, you know, I have some road rage myself. I like to yell and hit the steering wheel and stuff, but sure. So yeah, we were like, uh, well, we were at the at the movie, and um, yeah, that's my right of way. That's my right of way, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and look, PSA, I've told people this: the next guy who doesn't respect my blinker when I'm actually trying to get over and like speeds up to not let me over, that may be the day I die. <laughs> it's it's my biggest pet peeve on the road right now. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I mean, hey, traffic's bad everywhere, man. I think everyone knows that. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. They totally, like, they do make this an episode, one one more of those men versus women episodes when Cat Grant starts telling her, like, well, she, you know, you can't be a professional woman. And there, there may be some credence to that, where you, like, you can't, uh, if you're a woman and you're a professional, you can't show your anger or whatever because you're deemed unprofessional, whereas Perry White, being a white man, can throw shit out of windows. Which, by the way, I'm not sure that's true. I think he probably would have like been fired at some point. Right. I, 
I can't give an honest take on whether that is different for women. I don't have that problem. It's I, I don't know. But for me, if, I, you can't go to work and do that crap. I can't. Yeah, I did. I don't know who she's talking I did, about. I did really enjoy when Supergirl is like telling Jimmy how he doesn't understand because mm-hmm. he's he's a man and she can't show her anger at work and blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, it's not like people encourage black men to be angry in public." <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to hit this punching bag? I would. Okay. Um, I like the little gag though. Like she's over there wailing on a car. That was kind of fun. But here it. was here, here was my big problem with her anger, and it had nothing to do with her being a woman or that plot line. That plot line was weird. It felt forced. Like they were really trying to to throw something in. The uh, the the man woman thing. The um, yeah, that just seems so weird to me. Yeah, I can um, see that. The other thing, though, is, like, the anger storyline seemed forced. Like, because we've had, what, six episodes or five Mm -hmm. episodes so far, and she hasn't seemed angry. She seemed very chipper. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like, almost character flaw kind of chipper. Right, like, I've seen no great underlying anger, and now suddenly Cat Grant is mean to her, and she's furious, and, like, General Lane's a dick, and, oh, well, okay, and... All of these things are happening, and like, it's, but that's not the real reason. What's the underlying anger? And the underlying anger is okay, but I kind of felt like it should have. We should have had more of a build up to it. Like, yeah, they tried to within the episode kind of tell the story of why she's really angry, and they haven't. They, that that's something that you should have been laying the seeds for her having like that. Uh, she, and she does. She feels like an exile. She feels like a stranger in a you know weird mm-hmm. nation. I get it. It. Um, I mean, she's there's like two of her on the entire planet that she can even. Right talk to but, but she's only felt this way for about a day a day and a half but yeah we've never focused and on it at all there's never been like a, a a sideways look she gave to cat on the way out the door or something she always yeah. just kind of takes it and this it's is wrong. the cousin I'm, of, this, I'm happy this for is the to cousin stand oliver herself, of emotional status <laughs> right i was really happy to see her kind of stand up for it like i loved her snapping at cat uh at cat but um yeah i did too but that's what i it, it it didn't seem like there was any timing to it. You know, how was I supposed to know she was finally going to snap? Yeah, no build up, no, mm. none of that. That being said, it just it yeah it, it it felt a little unearned, but um I still really enjoyed seeing her yell at Cat and uh, mm-hmm. oh god she she just looks so angry with the, with the laser eyes. It's I I, yeah. I, I really mm, I wouldn't send in an enemy to fuck with her at, after after seeing that. And you know I I, I really love that uh, Cat Grant was just as mean to Supergirl as. Cat Grant's mother was to her. Right. But I also love the Cat Grant, like, stood up for Kara at the end. Like, I enjoyed their storyline. Yeah. For the most part. But, again, you know, landed on, you know, thick with the women in, in jobs can't be angry thing. Yeah. We, you know, we've known a I lot just... of female professionals, and they a lot of them have been angry a fair amount of the time. <laughs> yeah. They're actually some of the more <laughs> fun to work with people, too. Oh, yeah. Some of my favorites. <laughs> But I really like. I don't know. I I'm, I'm thinking just it's season one. It's only like six episodes in. You know, I, that that feels a little forced to me. But it, I, I'll, I'm hoping it's one of those where they they touch that base and then we don't. Well, we have keep to, hoping we don't have to do it again. That they're just gonna touch that base and not come back to. Yeah, it, but it's not like they're just coming back heavier base, and heavier. You know? No, that's not even heavier. Like they're, it's not nearly as bad as a couple of times I've seen it. Like that's. And that is a legitimate complaint. There really are. There are things that women can't do in a workplace that men can, and they'll get away with every sure. time, but a woman can't do. Yeah. Um, I've that, heard that. I've never seen it in no, it's my a real own thing. life. Um, 
I mean, you know, the fiance is a professional. Like she's that's the environment she works in, and I'll, I'll be damned if there's stuff that she is just not able to do. Um, and yeah, like it would it would be a career hit for her if she showed certain weaknesses that other people can show just fine. But it there yeah. really is there's a difference. But I don't want to do an entire show about that. I want to do a show about Supergirl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah, uh, I mean. I think my, my, my issue is that Supergirl keeps making it a, a show about that. Like, Supergirl is now a show about that. And right. they kind of keep kind of wandering back into that a- arena. I, I want to watch a show about a girl from another planet. I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't... I, mean, I don't need I a like, heavy-handed, like, you know, uh, political lesson every week. I like I like the workplace comedy aspect of it, when we can come in and, like, you know, cat ordering a salad with a cheeseburger on it. It's fantastic and that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. But... I, like sure. I love popping into that environment as a break and uh, being able to use it as kind of the um, there's always like a parallel line if you, you know the writers can draw where something's happening here but it's a microcosm of what's really happening out there and it's a I, I enjoy episodes that do that well um, yeah so having too. another environment to do it's great but I, I I want a little more focus on like where the hell is the story going right now? I mean, we're six episodes in. I all I know is there's some people mm-hmm. on the TV and she's got an aunt out there that I haven't heard you know, hiding her hair from in a while. Right. Let's let's get to it, guys. <laughs> Come on, CBS. I okay. Yeah, you know what? I really like the scene where, where General Lane tells Jimmy he's not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. But and with you, the tone of the episode, I was kind of with the tone of the episode, I was kind of waiting for him to say because he was black. I was like, okay, he's a racist. He hates aliens. Why not? Yeah. And then they didn't go there. They didn't go there. I was actually surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I really did. I thought it was gonna go. I was actually proud that they didn't, though. Um, I mean, h- how many how many of those topics do we need to address in one episode? Come on. But he still even brought it up, even though General Lane didn't. He brought it up later, which I liked. But it was still like, who no, he wrote brought, this one. He brought it up. Who as wrote, a wrote this one? Fine point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wrote he brought it up as a as a really good point. Right. I would be okay if they just kind of skewed reality just enough to make this a perfect world in in these in those moments just so we don't have to keep hearing about it like okay i get it i'm tired of this can we do aliens instead of our own bullshit like i uh. yeah there's plenty of that that actually really is my problem it's not so much that i disagree with any of their points it's hard to um it's it's not that these aren't real lessons that we all need to take into you know into our lives and maybe digest or something that's all fine and good i just i want to get to the part where she's fighting aliens i do yeah i want more alien fighting which I, I am I am now officially on the bandwagon that um I, I think Henshaw's Martian Manhunter. Are you? I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Mm. I can't think of another alien he would be that would be as interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> if he's, he's more out not of hope than anything else, if he's not Martian Manhunter, <laughs> ball dropped. But right, <laughs> the fact that he he and uh, Jeremiah or whatever his name was um. Dean Kane, <laughs> Dean Kane went down to what was it, South America, mm-hmm. and all manner of shit went haywire. And then dude came back and used his security clearance. Well, I mean, how many shape shifting red eyed aliens do we know? Like, they go down to take care of an alien threat, and then dude comes back and yeah, it sounds like Martian Manhunter to me. And it sounds like they it was going to be like a government situation where like. Maybe like there was a couple of different aliens, and Martian Manhunter kind of tried to save them, but couldn't. And Dean Cade saved him. I don't know, something like that. But see, I'd like it to be that though. That like he uh, when when he went into that, his it was you know normal human Hemshaw, and uh, whatever it was that went down, 
like Martian tried to actually help but couldn't help him and found mm-hmm. that the best way to kind of keep a lid on what was happening or the best way to, to fight what he came to fight to begin with was to go ahead and get back in on that organization. So he just takes over his identity and pushes the, the bones under a blanket and comes on back mm-hmm. as the head of the DEO. I'd love to see that. Or, you know, that maybe, you know, the, the ship landed with the, all of the Kryptonian freaking, uh, it's a, like a jailhouse full of Kryptonians, right? Maybe like yeah. Martian's been monitoring that situation since the ship landed and this was the best way for him to do so. Yeah. Originally, maybe they thought he was one of the bad guys, but he was actually just here to help and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can be down with all that. All sounds great. They're never going to do it. No. Makes too much sense. He, I mean, he could, still, he could still just be a cyborg and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The reason that I kind of don't think he is a bad guy, even if he is still cyborg or Hank Hintonshaw, mm-hmm. is because he got so... He actually did get really passionate when he told General Lane, you don't owe her fear or contempt, you owe her an apology. Right. Or, or thank, a you. thank you or whatever it was. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Um, which he did. Over Apology me. wouldn't hurt Apologies. either. Yeah, right. Um, she was owed all of the above. So I'm kind of, that's why I just say like, eh, you're getting a little, you're getting a little touchy on the subject, dude. I think you might be an alien <laughs> as opposed to a robot. Yeah. As opposed to a robot. Well, even, oh, a, wait, ro- I love that. even a robot would feel, you know, estranged. <laughs> I did love that uh, General Lane called Red Tornado a robot, and the, <laughs> Morrow was like, this is not a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, dude, it, as bad as the Red Tornado looked, it was pretty dope when he made that tornado, man. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, especially badass. especially the night scenes, right? Looks a whole hell of a lot better at that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that's just that's how effects works. It's a lot easier to hide some of the flaws in nighttime. I guess it's sure. fine, but... You sure? Did you find yourself, though, like, by the end of this episode, just absolutely empathizing completely with Cat Grant? Because her mom is just the the, the world's greatest bitch. Mm-hmm. I, like, there's, a, there's a, an, an old memory of mine. It's, like, the first time I remember really experiencing true anger, maybe, while watching uh-huh. something on uh, on any kind of platform. Like, it was just a movie. But I'm, like, two or three or whatever the hell it was, and it's Lady and the Tramp, and, um, like, Lady gets in trouble because the cats mess up the house and, like, the... The owner comes home and immediately assumes her cats would never do anything like that. And like, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I always associate that with like ignorant, abs- uh, just ignorant anger, ignorant, displaced anger. And yeah, that's all I could think of watching this woman. Just that might be fair. Uh, she killed me. She killed me. I, like, she's one of those where it's don't get me wrong. It, as a writer, your job is to make me hate certain characters. That's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. That's fine. It's just every now and then, if you do that job too well, I don't even want them on the screen anymore. I don't even want to watch the episode. They piss me off that much. And she was one of those where I could have put it on mute happily <laughs> and been, been fine with the episode. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much knew what tone she was going to take. I didn't need any dialogue from her or to even see that scene. I just right. had to hear that Miss Grant's you know, mother is in town. I could have ascertained the rest. Yeah, yeah. Head cannon's enough cannon in that case. Um, <laughs> I mean, mission accomplished. I hate her, so... So, did it seem weird to you that Lucy wanted to have dinner with her dad and James when she knows how much her dad hates James? Yeah, but I've known people that actually do that kind of stuff, though. They're like, no, it'll be okay, we'll go to dinner and everything will sort itself out. Or they, like, think that there's some kind of, like, when you get in the situation, you'll almost be forced to smooth things over because you won't want to, like, break the normalcy of the situation. It doesn't really work that Mm. way. I've known people that insist it does. I mean, yeah. They are wrong. Sure. Just like James was wrong to assume that it was okay to invite Lucy to game night. What's wrong oh, with you, yeah. dude? 
Come on, buddy. What the hell? They really. This whole show is just filled with oblivious assholes. A lot of oblivious. (laughs) A lot of oblivious. Like no one here can take a social cue. Yeah. For like at this point, for Kara not to realize that Wen is desperately in love with her is is bordering on true stupidity. And Jimmy's got the same problem going on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's gotten it's really hard to believe that there that there are people that are this good at their jobs but are that bad at social cues. That's and by the way, they really need to wrap up. You know, I I've been on this planet for thirty two years now, and I don't care what you believe, but it actually is hard to do that thing that they always do on on Supergirl and. CW shows where mm-hmm. like the boy and girl characters like kind of just talk monosyllabically and smile at each other like they're about to start kissing but they don't because they're just friends but they are they both are somehow magically unaware that they're doing that right that's impossible <laughs> it is impossible to do that in real life IRL don't work <laughs> yeah that's a bunch of horse shit yeah I, I I believe it because like in real life you have those you get to that point and you either bail right before because you realize it's happening and you, you're not really going to do anything about it and you need to like remove yourself immediately from the situation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you go ahead and jump in. <laughs> oh. You don't get all like Pam and Jim on this shit, though. Wow. Actually, I think Pam and Jim might be the, the perfect example of real life. That's a good point. <laughs> and at least Just there they all knew. Just and having fun. Yeah, I mean, they, they but they knew... Everyone knew what was happening. You know, they, no one was unaware of the other person's feelings. It was just they were trying to, well, I guess, do what Lucy was trying to do and pretend it was normal until it worked. And yeah. I think you have to wait about five seasons to see how that works out, but it doesn't. Just the uncomfortable smiling, the, the looks of vulnerability, then the one character always breathes in sharply and laughs and says something awkward. The other one does the same thing, and then they, oh, we should, i got to get going because I've got coffee in my hands, and... Oh, it's just bad writing 101. Yeah. I mean, I've only had... I'm sick of it. I can only remember one instance in my life that got anywhere close to that, where I was like, I was talking to somebody, a few seconds passed, and I realized that I wasn't even talking anymore. I was just kind of like smiling. And (laughs) at this point, you realize, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I gotta go. I'm out. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. No, it is exactly that. Like, you think it's like that CW shit, but what it really is is like that ep- the first episode of Louie where Chelsea Peretti is on the date with Louie, mm-hmm. and every time she looks at him, he, like, looks up and s- smiles really awkwardly at her. She's like, can you please just stop smiling at me? <laughs> and he's like, sorry, and he looks back down, and then she looks over to talk to him again, and he just looks up and gives this big fake grin, like this nervous grin. She's like, oh, my God, stop. Yeah. That's what real life is like. Right. Yeah, and and yeah, you just kind of run away screaming in terror. Well, she ran to a helicopter and <laughs> helicopter flew her away from that date. Right. <laughs> I need to go back and watch Louie. <laughs> I remember that bit. Um, it was good. Jeez. So did you see the promo for next week? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, um What are we in for? We saw well are people finally we gonna saw... divulge their feelings? Probably not, but we saw Kara bleeding at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. and um, she says that she blew out her power, and the first thing I thought of was, like, the shit that she just did with Red Tornado killing him was her probably blowing out her power like Soups did, like that new power they invented. Yeah, the, him, the Super he, Flare like, thing? Dr- super Flare, yeah, where he yeah. drains himself. I, I'm okay with him using that. Because it looks like she's going to be human, and she's got to, like, pretend that she's still powered and whatnot, and yeah. bluffing down an enemy. I'm okay with that. Hey, that yeah, that'll be fun. I, it's not. 
it's not exactly out of canon by any stretch, but people don't normally take advantage of it that, you know, Superman can be depowered from time to time. Yeah, I think it's, uh, of course, Superman was depowered for a really long time. I mean, he used it a lot more than she did. I think he was actually putting down a world ender or something, but. Right. <laughs> something like that. I don't he, know. he was running around, like, using his cape as, like, uh, bandages for his freaking knuckles while he punched his way through cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or my favorite tweak on it from um, <coughs> Frank Miller's tweak on it, you know, the the nuclear bomb kind of withers him. So, like, to, to be near it, it, it actually did almost hurt him. He's, like, falling. Mm-hmm. He falls on the grass and, like, soaks up the, the solar power of the grass somehow, I guess. Yeah, it it did. It, it nearly killed him. Like, he was... He got all skinny and skeletal. Yeah. And then and like the shitty kind of endearing way that Frank Miller draws it. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of endearing that went away around the time Dark Knight Strikes Again came out. Right. <laughs> and he went, oh, because <laughs> you've gone mad now. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's was, a hell of a drug. I really I always liked <laughs> that he drew that book and that it looks terrible because it always gave hope to people like me. Like, maybe I could do it. Maybe I could draw a terrible thing, but if the writing's good enough. Yeah, but the writing sucked on that one, so. <laughs> I don't care what Grant Morrison said. Dark Knight Strikes Again sucks. It just does. Sorry. DK2 is doo-doo, y'all. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> right, now, uh, we started to talk about it earlier, but Henshaw's really come around. Like, I'm really liking, at this point, you know, for, especially from episode one where he's just a xenophobic piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, to now where he's, you know, addressing her as Supergirl. No irony what involved in whatsoever. Like, he, he just absolutely has come around to, like, this... He respects her, and he's defending mm-hmm. her. And with deltoids like that, how could you not? How could you not? Her I mean, arms what, are What do you not want mine? her on your team? Yeah, seriously, she could take me. <laughs> not as Supergirl. I mean, Melissa Benoist could probably beat my ass. <laughs> like, probably. And you'd probably enjoy it. I, I I don't know how I'd fight it. I, it'd be hard. <laughs> I've never I've never been attacked by a woman, so I don't really know what to do with it. But I really was I was uh, you know part of the training of a little boy. You never hit girls, right? I wouldn't know what to do. I just kind of hope they stopped hitting me. Please <laughs> like, stop! I don't know what to do right now. Please stop striking me. Stop striking me, please. Oh man, you got anything else? this episode nah nah i mean it was uh, i think we've even made (laughs) we've gone back and forth a little bit we may have probably made more out of this episode than it maybe deserved yeah maybe not a lot happened it was a little bit of a bottle right yeah it was kind of bleh they just felt like they've been Um, they were swimming around in the same waters they were last week and the week before like we're we're getting to the point now where come on guys do something i've been enjoying the show so far just do something i uh i don't think we talked about it but not on air, but yeah, totally. Maxwell Lord and Alex, they are building some kind of relationship there. Yeah, something's something's happening. Um, and I'm not sure if Maxwell Lord knows that she's, how involved she is with Supergirl. So I don't think he's got any kind of, I want to know, I, I don't think he has any identity ideas yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think he really knows how close he's getting. Mm-hmm. I do want to know why it requires eight glasses for two people to drink water. <laughs> I don't know, for the same reason it requires them to make us dislike every lane on the show. I don't know. Right. Although I did I like, I like Lucy a little bit more by the end of this one. Well, yeah, by the time that she like actually just quit. Right, yeah. 
but at the beginning of that episode, there was like no indication to me, at least, that she was going to do that. In fact, there was every indication that she was just going to be like anti Supergirl jerk, like her dad. Right. No, I mean, I like I like her coming around on it. Yeah. The, the I big, still just don't like her. The biggest takeaway for me for this episode was uh, Red Tornado looks shitty. Please don't do that again. And right. I, I did. I Please said, bring him back and change his costume. Right. Um. Just grab like a a dude with a good like high cheekbones and a a clear jawline and paint him red. Just do that next mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I did get my wish. Wait the cod piece. Like, yeah, seriously. But weeks ago, though, <laughs> I, I I said I wanted to see Kara get angry, and I did. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah, you did. You did get that. Really. Congratulations. Quiet. Thank you. I do believe you're right, though, because it, it probably will be that that. That's probably the tip-off that we're looking for. The music when she's uh, taking out Red Tornado, when she's like really unleashing, is kind of too good. It's too well done. To It doesn't even match the rest of the show. It's so well scored. So mm-hmm. I think you are right. That's probably going to be an important moment. That's why they gave it so much time. Yeah, that's probably yep. what blew her out. We'll, we'll be dealing with that for a minute. For what, one more episode? Is that right? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's no, I mean, with the last episode of this yeah, of the like, pre break season. So. Right. So the, I guess fall finale is coming up after this, right? Mm-hmm. Sure enough. We'll see where they leave us. And that is where we will leave you. Mm-hmm. Your DC on screen. We are part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and DCOnScreen.com. If you'd like a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at the MCUcast.com. Um, we are going to be coming up with our review of, well, our Flaro review, uh, the uh, Big Arrow Flash crossover for this year in just a couple of days. And uh, we're also going to be putting up a uh, review of the Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer, the official trailer number two that came out just a couple of days ago. Which and, is uh, dividing the internet in two. Dividing the internet, breaking the internet <laughs> asunder, tearing the internet asunder as we speak. It's... Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. They, like People we are building whole camps about, about that. <laughs> it's pillows and blankets all over again. Right? (laughs) So, uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.